Um, just don't sweat it on this sweaty, too late. sweaty day. I'm already so sweaty. <laughs> uh, okay, so. 50 bad songs. 50 bad songs. Welcome to 50 Bad Songs. Uh, my name's Tim Roscoe. My name's Anna C. Riley. And we are here with two of my friends, Emily and Nick Teaberry. Hello! Hello! Hi! Woo -woo -woo. Um, it's so nice to have you here on this very warm day. Sweat is dripping down my forehead. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we'll survive. But Nick and Emily <laughs> are friends of mine from Pittsburgh that I wanted to have on the podcast. Uh, Tim, what's this, what is this podcast? What is this grand podcast I've stumbled upon here? What? In episode on seven? The internet. Thank you for joining us in episode seven. <laughs> Lucky um, number seven. 50 Bad Songs. For those of you who are joining us, 50 Bad Songs is a podcast where we are entertaining the idea that for every one good song, there's at least 50 bad songs that came before it. Um, so you'll be experiencing our creative process as we try to write 50 bad songs. Welcome. So as we mentioned before, we have Nick and Emily Teaberry with us. Um, also, you guys, just what a great last name. Truly. I, mean, I know you didn't really get to pick it, but you got to pick it. Yes. <laughs> it's spelled wrong, but. Oh, it is like spelled wrong. It's spelled T-I-B-E-R-I. Mm. All of my students spell it like T-E-A-B-E-R-R-Y, mm -hmm. and I don't correct them. Why not? You sound like a family of bath and body work <laughs> <laughs> in the most positive, beautiful way possible. <laughs> in the best way. So, real quick, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, well, I am a singer and a music teacher. Uh, I direct several choirs in the area, mostly for young children and women. Um, and I also teach voice lessons to people of all ages. Uh, I sing in several local choirs, including the Pittsburgh Camerata. Um, I sing for churches. I do weddings and funerals. And you play the ukulele. I play the ukulele very badly. <laughs> nice. Uh, you almost said that's it, and I was like, that's it. That's a lot. <laughs> You're so busy uh, and talented. <laughs> <laughs> I do comparatively fewer things, but um, my day job is as a software developer, um, and then I have a part-time job as a pianist at a church in the north suburbs of Pittsburgh. Um, I do some freelance piano gigs around Pittsburgh, and occasionally, uh, less frequently than I used to, I freelance in polka bands. So that's how did you how did you fall into that? I feel like polka is a thing that you yeah like, that's how not do you a thing that? that's not a thing that you're just like I'm gonna be a polka star. Um, I mean, for some people, some people maybe, have that aspiration. Maybe Polish people. Maybe, maybe I didn't have that Aquinas. aspiration. Yeah. No, my um, my dad had a polka band, so I like grew up with that as a kid. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of always in my family, and something I had an interest in from a really young age so wow nick i have i have a different nick's uh accordion downstairs if if, if you feel inspired i wow. uh, we might we might request oh, man. 
Alright, request a little little polka action on this next oh, we'll tune. See. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know, do polka songs have lyrics? Yes! Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes! I uh, clearly do not know anything about polka. You clearly aren't so, originally no. from Pittsburgh. No, I don't know anything about polka. Wow! Um, All of the polkas have like a specific words? name where they go like like the beer barrel polka yeah. or um, the daisy polka or the... There's a lot of polkas that are just like named after arbitrary things mm-hmm. that don't really have anything to do with... Like rags. Yeah, it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like... Do people sing in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only know it as like accordion tuba. Yeah. No, I when oh, I was in yeah. like middle like, school, my parents made me <laughs> sound really cool saying made me, but made me volunteer <laughs> at my grandma's retirement home in their like activities department. And it was like the big event of the week when they would have like polka sing along, which was essentially a room full of like 20 octogenarians all like half singing along to classic polka songs. So what a good word, but whatever. Octogenarian. <laughs> and it was like the most adorable <laughs> thing. But yeah, there it's it's easy to pick up on too. Huh. Yeah. I'm just I'm shocked. Clearly my ignorance is on display. I mean it's like any any <laughs> hot dance track these days, right? You need to have some kind of Some a hook. words, but like not that many. Yeah, like they're not telling a story. Are they telling a story? There's only like about three stereotypical stories that they tell, so it's not really like getting really. I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. (laughs) (laughs) Not the most body positive polka in the world, but (laughs) a polka song. Is this this accurate? (laughs) Roll out the barrel. Roll out the barrel of fun. <laughs> I thought that word was barrel, but then I sort of was singing it, it was barrel. No, it was. Yeah. Is it? Roll out yeah, the barrel? That's the yeah. aforementioned beer barrel polka. No, that's like Wait. Christmas. The one you were singing. Oh, yeah. I was singing I was singing about holly. Yeah. yeah. Haul out the holly. Yeah. Haul out the, the holly. The one's, yeah. It's from me. The one's from me. Which is my favorite Christmas song because it, I think, is the only one that, like, Captures the like frantic panic nature <laughs> of the holidays. Fair. Uh-huh. I was gonna say most people are super annoyed by it, at least in choirs. Oh. I've had to sing it with numerous choirs, and anytime we have to sing that song, we're all like, ugh, because it's like, it's, it is frantic. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And we all want to, you know, as singers, emotional, tender-hearted singers, we all oh, want to sing, you know, longing, sad. Yeah, Emily. What as a singer? What are your? What are as an emotional, tender soul? Oh my! What, what do you? What kind of things do you most like to sing? What kind of style stuff do you do? Um. Well, I actually, when I first started singing, I actually went straight to opera, which is a terrible idea. Huh? And when was that? Were you like a kid? I was sixteen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I, a sophisticated youth. Well, I think I just, like, I had a voice that I. Like, I could imitate opera really easily, mm. so I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And people, especially classical voice teachers, like to push you in that direction. Like, looking back on it, I kind of wish I had been taught in some different styles, um, so that I could have learned to use my voice maybe in slightly different ways and maybe in more healthy ways. Mm. Ooh. Um, hot take. Hot take. But, yeah. um,. But I, so I like to sing opera, I like to sing classical music, 
Um, you can put that on the podcast. I don't care. Oh no, I, I opera people will be mad. The table but, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I had a similar situation <laughs> yeah. with my voice lessons where, um, yeah, I knew I was I like I was like my voice is not made for opera, but like all voice teachers make you do opera initially, wow. or at I didn't least know like, that. in college they do, unless you're very specifically doing musical theater or jazz, uh, jazz or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, and even then, at least at my school, they made all those people take two semesters of, or two years, two years or two semesters of classical training wow. as well, which is, I think, still good. There are things to be learned, but uh, I think it would be better if that classical voice training was like baroque or like right. simple, like simple classical yeah. music, as opposed to like opera. Opera is pretty yeah. intense. It's very mm. intense. Yeah, and it's very specific, and it has its own, like style choices that aren't the law, they're right. just style choices basically. Right. Mm. Sorry. Whoa! No, I love this. I'm yeah, like yeah. eating this up. I feel, <laughs> I'm getting the inside scoop on opera. That my, my qualms with my voice training was that I didn't get to sit next to the uh, cute kid in the musical during <laughs> <laughs> Lil Abner uh, vocal rehearsals. You did Lil Abner? Yeah, um, my high school did my first high school musical that I ever did. I was Lil Abner, and my role was um, townsperson slash cousin. Nice. And then the next musical that I did was um, The King and I. You'd think I'd play Anna. <laughs> no, uh, I played the another dual role, which was um, child slash concubine. Yeah. <laughs> so just to show you my the breadth of my talent <laughs> and my range. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. 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 Um, I had to find a very specific person to play both of those. Roles. Exactly, and boy, was it me. <laughs> What are, like, or do you guys, so you both perform um, a lot of music written by other people, it sounds like. Yeah. Do you, like, because our, our struggle is that we're also sort of in that world, um, Tim and I, and so, and the idea, the reason we sort of wanted to do this podcast is because the idea of writing songs that were ours that came out of our own brains and making them real things things was uh very terrifying uh to us but like has that have you done that were you like banned people were you like writing your own things ever i've written some instrumental music but like mm. the idea of writing music with words is like rat row it's like, super scary right i don't know why I, that's like yeah that's sort of a block yeah for me. what like moved you to write instrumental music like what Inspired. Well, I mean, mainly I would consider myself like a person that mainly plays music that other people wrote. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of improvisation. Mm. Um, and so sometimes that turns into like a quasi composition. Um, but like, I think that's mainly how it works for me is like, I'll improvise things a lot in, in church, especially. Um, and then maybe the I'll best be like, place to make it up. Yeah, I do it every week. <laughs> to go rogue. This Sunday. Is in church. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, I think that um, yeah. Sometimes an idea, I feel like, oh, that's actually kind of good. Maybe I'll do something with that. But it never reaches the point where I'm like, I'm gonna write some words now. And mm -hmm. do you share it with people still? Like, do you record it? Like, have a But not often. Hmm. I would say also Nick, you do a lot of arranging of polka of polkas. Ooh. 
I have. I have been known to do that. <laughs> I have been known. Arranging, I guess, is not songwriting, but it is. No. Yeah, what is that? What like specific for me, the relative music noob? Like, what what is arranging and what differentiates it? Because like in my head, I'll hear people talk about it and I'll be like, I know what that is. But now in this conversation, I'm like, I don't. I don't know that I know. Tim is the most qualified, uh, well arranged. Uh, well, arranging is basically taking a previously written song and putting your your own spin on it, whether mm. that's re-contextualizing it, ooh. Um. I just drank water, everyone, and it spilled out of my mouth and onto everything else around me. And I couldn't not notice it. Um, it feels really good in the hot room, though. I know, it's super hot in here, guys. Uh, I digress, but uh, Pittsburgh homes, a lot of them don't have air conditioning. Mm. And it still gets close, you know, in the 80s here, in the summer, and any of my friends who are southern and listening to this, you will understand my struggle with this. I don't understand it. Anyways, um... Arranging. Arranging. <laughs> Arrangements, yeah. So you take your, you put your own spin on it, you recontextualize it. Um, the covering a song is basically the same thing, more or less, but, um, you know. It, it sounds you, more like specific though, like you're thinking, like at a poker, like in the band, like who should play what, and, and yeah, so versus kind of like... Figuring it out. Well, I mean, the, it, it is the same thing ultimately in, in uh, as a cover because mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, this song is you know Tchaikovsky orchestra song, but I'm gonna play it with my jazz band, right. and oh. we're covering it, but that involves arranging it to work for the right. instruments and talents. And ar yeah, arranging is like kind of a loose term too because yeah. it could be just like playing something written on one instrument for another instrument. Like yeah. that's like at its most basic level. Yeah, because it involves like, if it was played on a guitar and then you're writing it for a flute, or arranging mm -hmm. it for a flute, you have to modify some things, you have to figure out how to make it work for that instrument. And that is arranging. Oh, cool. Because they're just different. You wouldn't play it in the exact same octave with the exact same intonation, because it wouldn't mm. work. Okay. More or less. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Does that answer? Yeah, 100%. Do you feel, does that, do you guys verify? I, I verify. Plus <laughs> <laughs> <Cross> one. <laughs> Excellent. Whew. Um, well, I guess I have... Um, wait, wait, wait. Did Emily, oh, no. Emily, are you a, a song right tricks? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, I'm not really. I have very specific memories of when I was in middle school, late elementary school, early middle school. Um, I was taking piano lessons and there were these two girls in elementary school who bullied me mm, and I classic. was, Love I was it. just <laughs> learning to play chords on the piano and I, I specifically wrote a song about Christy who bullied me <laughs> and it was real bad. I a mean, diss I track? Yeah. Is <laughs> oh, the so only bad. song you ever wrote? I think so. <laughs> like I and I found it years later in one of my old staff books, and it was literally just like D minor chords. <laughs> it's a so trouble. Why are they so mean to me? They're <laughs> <laughs> just so mean to me. Yeah, it was basically just that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my one experience. I like that though. Yeah. That's very bold. I, yeah, I I went through. A, I mean, not not as the same, but that was. Around that time is when I first tried to write songs for myself, mm -hmm. um, and I did, ish. They exist in places that <laughs> no one will ever see. <laughs> I, rem I remember being like in a friend's basement, and we, um, 
like thought of how, that we were gonna like make a band. It was one of those things where you're like, it would be cool if we had a band. <laughs> I can half play this. You can half play this thing, right? We should have a band. And within that evening, we like forced our other friend to like take cool band photos of us. <laughs> we made up the name. We were gonna be called Drive By Pregnancy. Uh, and we thought edgy. very we were, we were very edgy. I think we were, <laughs> and I, um, but even that is hard to say because this was never brought up ever again past that so point. No songs were written. Yeah, it was it was like whenever you're like I'm gonna join a sport, and I you get like all the stuff, and then you're like actually I don't like this. Oh, you mean, <laughs> you mean football? Yeah, 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 or like me and I tennis. I played football <laughs> for uh, two days, and then mm -hmm. was like. No, this is awful. I hate this. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to rollerblade once. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real um, cool stuff. I'm real jealous, though. I never got to be, like, I never had friends who wanted to be in a band. Oh. This is bringing back some good memories for me. When <gasps> I was in college, I was in a show with a local theater company called Bigger Guns 3. Revenge of the Apocalypse again. <laughs> whoa, whoa! That's a lot. That's a I lot have title. so much interest in this. <laughs> it was an action comedy for the stage, <laughs> and um, I played Clarence X. Killer Clarence X. I we it was like totally devised, like a totally devised piece of theater, and that. Um, like I was in the band. Like there was a punk, a girl punk band as part of this show. <gasps> And my theater prof from college... Like a real one? Well... Or for the purposes of the show. <laughs> There's a hard side eye just... <laughs> <laughs> so the, the theater prof at my college, she was devising the show, mm -hmm. and um, she asked me to be in it, and so she was the lead singer, and I played keys, and, like, I have some keyboard skills, but only as if, like... I'm reading the notes on a page, mm -hmm. or if somebody's like, play this specific chord, I could be like, okay, my hands can do that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But I wouldn't know, like, also. how to make it sound good in context. <laughs> so then somebody else played bass, and somebody else kind of played guitar. Um, <laughs> the bass player was actually in a legit band. So we had several practices and wrote many songs, four of which made it into the show. Wow. I don't remember any of them, though. I like that you got to like write songs for the show. Yes. Like the show did not come with no. its own soundtrack. Uh -uh. Was it being made by like was this show being written by the director? Of yeah, it? so it was Trailing. written. It was written by me, my friend Ben Jacobs, <laughs> um, Michelle, who was our theater prof, and um, one of the people, uh, Miriam Suzanne, who was like a previous theater alum. So the four of us wrote slash devised it. Most of our like um, research in, entailed watching action comedy films <gasps> and pulling out all of the tropes from them and then shoving them into a show. I am so <laughs> into it was this. Really good time. Oh, How Beth can Quick I was in it. it. Oh, oh my she was a goon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Beth Flick, if you're not listening, you should be listening. Come yes. listen to our podcast. Beth Flick, I huge shout view. out, amazing <laughs> artiste. Uh, wow. You and Jesse. That's so, so cool. That's the other time I was, was in a band. We I'm band like super songs. jealous. You've written I'm five too. songs. I have written five whole songs. Dang. That's a lot. Can't remember a single one of them. That's basically an EP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember in, uh, I had a 
uh, watching that kind of experience. I went to school in Ohio in a tiny college and the cool thing to do, because there's not a lot to do, the cool thing to do on the weekends was um, drive into Yellow Springs, Ohio, mm. which is where Dave Chappelle's from, yes. um, but also where Antioch University College, I can't remember which, um, is, which is like an extremely, like you have never met a school this progressive, like that kind of college. At the time I was there, there were also maybe 50 in enrolled students like there was nobody went to the school but it was it was awesome um they have a very interesting uh history with uh in uh like anti-sexual harassment policy in schools so look that up uh folks at home um but not before you finish listening to this cool story uh when but one thing that happened then um was there was a show that I went to see there. I hope I didn't talk about this on the show already. It's one of my most interesting <laughs> stories. Uh, but it was called... Uh, it was... What, how do I say it? I can see it in my head. I think it was called... Um, Robaca Palocalypse. <laughs> no, I you think. have not talked about this on the um, show before. It was... <laughs> it was a kid's senior thesis. I found it because a friend of mine was following a forum... Um, on which they were talking about this kid who was friends of hers from high school, everyone following along, uh, <laughs> who had been contacted over the past year or so randomly by people and like given messages and letters and stuff. He didn't know what it was about. Um, and the like the ultimate thing that he received was an envelope with, I think, like, plane tickets in it or something like that to come to Ohio to save the world. And he did it, and it was all... So my friend Kathleen was like, do you guys want to go and see, like, the end of the world tonight in Yellow Springs, Ohio? We have to meet a man in a Subaru on this back alley, and he'll show us where to go. And I was like, fine. <laughs> College. Yeah, but so we went to this, like, back alley. We followed this man who gave us a bunch of raffle tickets, like, in his Subaru back to the theater at Antioch, uh, we went in and it was like this, it was a guy's senior thesis project where he had basically been like doing like immersive theater to just this one kid for, who was like a friend of a friend of a friend's for like the past year. And so they did half of the musical, which was done in this crazy like scaffolding built, like made a trash kind of thing. Uh, stage um, that was a rock opera loosely inspired by Robocop and Street Fighter 2 and halfway through it they like had like a little like camera on this kid and the kid like comes it so they introduce all the backstory of how the world is gonna end and then they introduce this kid Kyle <laughs> who's supposed to save the world. And he's brought along all these like trinkets that he's gotten over the past, like a key or something. And these characters run up to him and are like, you need to do this, <laughs> please save us. And he's like, okay, cool. And like would bring out these different props. They made this giant like, how in like um, cartoons when like characters are like digging beneath a city, like one of those giant like drills that you uh -huh. like ride in, like a real like crazy Dr. Robotnik kind of discovery. They, like, had one of those that, like, rolled in from the side of the stage at the very end. It was wild. <laughs> and I try to tell people that I have a comic book that was the, like, 
basically like the program for it was someone it was did a like a graphic uh, like oh. a comic book about the show and I still have that as the only proof that this happened because like I guess these people graduated and right. it's just like poof it's gone <laughs> the beauty of theater it is was so effervescent yes. ephemeral. Yeah. yeah so that's my extremely long story wow. that I just had to share because this is a podcast you couldn't see my face but it was in shock and awe <laughs> 90% of that story. Yeah, shout out all those people. I hope they are listening to this podcast and know that you have been seen and yes. remembered and made a real I also hope impact. that you guys are like still making theater because that sounds awesome. Yeah, folks. And I want to be real. one of that person. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like creepy, then I don't want to be that person. Word, word, word. <laughs> do, do you guys make anything else? If there's any, like from like food ooh, to art ooh, or whatever, ooh, do you question. make She's things? So You're into calligraphy. Ooh. You are a calligrapher. Well, if I practiced, I would be a calligrapher. Just like I would be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <Ooh>. cool. <laughs> I like calligraphy. I like. I have always liked doodling letters. Yeah, it's always been really fun for me. And so I took. I've taken a couple classes. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I have a. What do you call it? An affinity, a penchant mm -hmm. for it. Um, mm -hmm. but do you have a chalkboard? Like well, no, so I I do the in? well. So I really like the nibs. Like mm. so, like oh. the chalk is not the right. that's not my fave medium. Chalk. The nibs are so intimidating, yeah. though. Like things can go yeah. wild. Are you like dipping, or yeah. the, is the ink coming out? You're okay, dipping. but I like it because it's all about pressure. It's like mm. lit, like light, hard, light, hard, light, Ooh. hard, and that's how you get the different thicknesses of line. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's very. It's actually very like meditative because all you're doing is like these tiny motions. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's actually just about ridding myself of anxiety. <laughs> oh, <laughs> as I, all art should be. So <laughs> that often is not. <laughs> I love that because I've had a keen interest in calligraphy for a long time, mm. uh, but I can I can never do it because because of what you just described. I am the heaviest writer ever, <laughs> and I well, like it might actually like you might, might help it. me maybe. I, teachers used to get so mad at me because they'd be like, you don't have to write so hard. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I still do that with pencils. And I, like I, I did art and it always, pencil art was hard for me because I always uh, just had such a heavy hand. Yeah. And so I, it was hard for me to get light colors. I was great at getting really dark colors. Mm -hmm. So everything started like medium to dark and never could, it was very hard to get the other way. Mm. So hearing you describe that meditative state of like, yeah. like that pressure versus nice. not pressure, whatever is. How do you decide what to write? Wonderful. Oh, uh, what the practice books tells me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, just a little guidance in yes. there. A little guidance goes a long way. I did write um, like several. Like I would write my favorite poems out, or mm -hmm. ask for people for suggestions for poems, and then my friends were making it an invitation for a Thanksgiving party, and they I wrote it out in calligraphy. <gasps> mm -hmm. Cool. It's very mm -hmm. sophisticated. What about you? Hmm. Do I make other things? Well, my in my day job, I do mm -hmm. um, as a software developer. Um, I wouldn't say that it's always meditative. <laughs> mm -hmm. In sure. some cases, it's frustrating. But <laughs> um, I do enjoy like it is creative in a sense mm -hmm. because um, you sort of have like this end goal that you have to reach and then the way you do that is sort of up to you and it's almost like a puzzle in a way mm -hmm. um so it's like a puzzle but you 
you can create your own solution to that puzzle mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I I like that aspect of it for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. What kind of things do you build? Is it like business stuff or is it like... Um, some of it is business stuff. Some of it is um, like marketing websites for things. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I, I've i built a few like games that for like trade shows. So oh, like, wow. So that's kind of cool. Um, it, it varies a lot, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of cool too because I'm not working on like the same thing for super long time mm -hmm. um so it's like oh, i get to now move on to this new puzzle and see do you feel I like because i know people talk a lot about how people i don't know <laughs> maybe this is just in my mind but i feel like i've heard a lot about like the connections between math and music or math and, and, and yeah math and art a form. Lot do you of, feel that or is that a thing that you're like and eh, nah. i don't know if that's like a cliche or like a uh, like a convenient way to yeah, get kids to do math. A convenient way to, yeah, to categorize people. I don't know because I actually do have a math degree. Oh wow! And I don't use it at all. Yeah. Um, but your brain, because your brain's already wired that way, you don't have to use it. Just live it. Brain already had it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need it. My brain already had it. No, no, no. I mean, you have the degree just proves that your brain thinks that way now. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Mine proves that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a real thing or if that's a thing that is just like a thing that people just like are like, oh yeah, 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 everybody. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, no. there is like at the root core of music, mm -hmm. it's all based on ratios and numbers. I think. Mm -hmm. I think. But that's like you don't think about that. You don't mm -hmm. use that actively. Mm -hmm. I think it may be it related in the sense of like thinking abstractly, mm -hmm. like that's true. Structures. Yeah, there are structures of music, but at the same time, like certain aspects of music are very abstract, and there's not really like yeah. a reason for certain things. It's just right. And you learn a system that doesn't that isn't actually visible. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. I guess that the connections of the way the brain interprets mm -hmm. things. Okay, all those people are right. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make myself feel better about like, yeah, I, I'm totally a math brain person too. <laughs> Ask I'm me to calculate my not. tip. I'm actually good at calculating my tip. What really? I'm not good at is anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, How do you calculate your tip? Move the decimal place over one and then multiply it times two. Yeah, that's the way to do yep, it. Yep, yep. Best. Super easy. Yeah. And yeah. whenever I tell that, people are like, oh, I'm so bad at tips. I'm like, just do that. And then they're like, I'm bad at math. And I'm like, it's, no, really, like, it's not hard. I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. Just boop, and then boop, and then yeah. boop. <laughs> but I do have a, my alarm clock. Uh -huh. uh, it's on my phone. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm on the line. 21st century 10. 21st century 10. But in order to turn off my alarm, I have to answer three math problems what because i am a heavy heavy sleeper and won't wake up to alarms um and even with this i still sleep through a lot i have to set many alarms this is <laughs> so a that thing that you applied by choice because i have to or else i <laughs> oh, won't wake oh. up and so it's like it's like a three-step math problem of like multiplication addition subtraction um do you at least get a word problem option no i mean you could you could <laughs> set i mean there are different options but i set math because it's like just enough that like if I am really like still in sleep, 
I won't be able to solve it. Oh <laughs> and it won't God. let you pass until you, until you solve it. And so... Um, I could do like a reading comprehension version. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, how do you think that like Rodney's dog felt after their conversation? <laughs> a, B, uh, uh, No, see, I can do it in my sleep probably. I don't know. Because uh, I, I will talk to people in my sleep. The, but the math thing, like they go up to 13th in the multiplications, which has, I've learned more, <laughs> 13 <laughs> times tables than I... Quick, 13 times eight. Oh crap, it's 104. Holy crap. And now Tim has fallen back asleep. Is that right? I don't know, but it, <laughs> it sounds is. very correct. <laughs> yeah, it's because he has four, yeah, four yeah, okay. suits and You're right. <laughs> four, yeah, yeah. there's 13 cards in a suit, suit in the, a deck of cards and then four, four, four suits, suits in the deck, which is 52, 52 cards. cards. So four times 13 is 52. Times just multiply that, I use two and it's Good lord. I just use math tricks. That's the only way I can wake up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even have any math tricks. That was uh, very impressive. I don't it's like threes. I don't like things that are divisible. I three, threes always have made me uncomfortable. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. Oh, Schoolhouse Rock? No. No, I don't. Oh, no we. Way. You and I need to have a Schoolhouse I'm Rock. I'm a two. Rock. I'm a two person. Two is my prime number. Well, sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> everyone's prime number. Anyways. <laughs> so friendly. Um, Thank you for telling us a bit about yourselves and, yeah. and chatting. It's time for us to move on to the next section, which is where we recap what we were talked about mm -hmm. and pull out some threads and ideas that we can flesh out into a song. Anywhere with all I'd say. Word from our sponsors. Okay. And we're back. So, we just had a lovely conversation with the, I don't know, wonderful... Emily and Nick Tiberi. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I guess wonderful. <laughs> wow. I almost said illustrious, but then I was like, that's uh, a bit strong. Yeah. Coming on strong. Um, really? Should I get rid of this chair? Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I don't have any other options. You could like, what do you do? Oil it up. I almost said weasel it up. Weasel, weasel, weasel it up. WD-40. Yeah. Okay. Um, so some of the things that I wrote down. Did you write anything down? Yeah, I wrote a couple things. Okay. I'm going to skip some of the boring ones. I just wrote down words like octogenarians because that's a great word and oh, I thanks. need it to be. Whenever I hear a great word, I write it down. Like dongle. Ugh, Anytime I anyone at work like said the word dongle, I wrote it down because I thought it was hilarious. And so I just needed to mark in time that dongle was said. Say that in for all our comedy albums, Tim. Dongle. <laughs> Dingle's dongle. Um, <laughs> but emotional tender soul of singers. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, learning uh, learning things too early. I, I, a little little bit of something in there. Um, songwriting uh, being blocked in lyrics. That's a common thing that I have. Um, Oh, I wrote down, I want her, I don't want her, she's too fat. From the polka, from polka conversation. Um, polka is much more vast and beautiful than that I one song know. would let on. Uh, Christy Distrack. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Christy Distrack. Uh, Sorry, Christy. I mean, inspiration there, Christy. Thank you. Uh, we could write a diss track, but I don't think we've written a diss, diss track. Yeah. Another or thing an that I thought was interesting, yeah, we've never things. written, it doesn't have to be angry, but like we've never written a punk song, and now, I mean, we have like this cool I did, punk rocker in the room. Yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down Girl <laughs> Wait, Punk Wait, which band. one? Who's that? Ta-da! Oh. <laughs> 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 
also don't know how to write a punk song. So. Oh my gosh. I don't so. think it's hard. Yeah, that's not too bad. Pick, not a, a pick a couple chords you Do like. You use piano? Find a cause. I played a piano. I played you piano with a punk trail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I, don't think. I don't know if something corporate counts as punk, but <laughs> well, they're a piano in that. Okay, okay. Um, another uh, idea similar came from that mm. conversation was ideas that never make it past one night. Whoa. So there's something deep in that of like, mm, you know, maybe our, our love was an idea that never made it past one night. Damn. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. One night stand, you know, a little, little steamy. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> um, and then related creations that no one ever sees. Mm-hmm. Kind of also with that theater thing mm. where it's like this beautiful creation, but I think it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, and that's it. No one else gets to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, See the end of the world. I thought um, there was. I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff um, when we were talking about the um, math music connection or non connection. There were just a couple of things that were cool, like the, the um, creating your own solutions. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down too. Create your own solution to the puzzle. Yeah. And then mm. Tim Very said uplifting. something about like invisible connections which i just really liked um, and the and somebody said there's ideas of structures versus abstract things Ooh. Ooh, Sorry. and then uh <laughs> and then also the other somebody Wait, what was the last you just said? oh um structure versus abstract things oh, okay. um uh applying pressure your pressure the pressure is on the pressure is off um, the meditative nature of some art, and then also I wrote that down too. somewhere there was a yeah. The, somewhere there was somebody said something about um, there's not a reason for certain things, which Ooh. just felt extremely Ooh. deep. Damn. Um, related, I I wrote create your own solution to the puzzle and then move on to new puzzles. Whoa. Which feels I don't know. Nice. Feels feels nice. Yeah. What was the last thing you said? Not. Oh, no there's, reason? There's not a reason for not, certain things. Oh, yeah, not a reason for certain things. Dang. Not being Ooh. okay. What did you guys, uh, what things or did themes or ideas? Yeah. Well, as you can see, I wrote zero things. The one thing that, like, s- stood out to me after your story was about the apocalypse. Uh-huh. And, and then, like, how it... Um, and then as you were just talking about like things that no one ever sees mm-hmm. and and ideas that only stand one night like mm-hmm. the idea of like someone coming up with this like great idea but then the apocalypse happened oh my gosh oh no <laughs> and how many times has that happened in history do you think Probably how many apocalypses have there been? Uh, uh many. <laughs> dinosaurs? <laughs> I don't know. The dinosaurs were about to invent time travel. Maybe. Yeah. I don't no. want to yeah. I steer us in a specific direction, but I did just write down the word apocapolka. <laughs> <laughs> or, dare I say, the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, no. um, oh, which yeah. is on, now on the table. Oh, man, I don't know that we have enough time to write that. Apocalypse. But maybe I would lean very heavily on Nick to lead polka. Mm. Polka jams. Oh dang! Yeah. I don't know how to play. Well, that's like the best I got. Um, Something I was gonna say. What was I gonna say? Relate what? 
um, boop, boop. Oh no! So end of eras, like you yeah. know, oh. the Ro- the Roman Empire ended, mm-hmm. and that can be viewed as an apocalypse because oh, it was, yeah, yeah. they were the you know like blah, this huge thing. Like, end of an era. Mm-hmm. I consider those apocalypse. And then boom, because everything's probably like, mm-hmm. you know this period of Greek growth and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. development in human history. I think there've been lots of apocalypses. Yeah, I I so I would be super down for the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can hear, the recording device malfunctioned a little bit there at the end. Um, and we didn't even notice. We were having a great conversation. It rolled straight into um, some pretty great songwriting, I think. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> our SD card was full. Uh, and it, we realized it after the song had been like 70% written. So sadly, we uh, we didn't we, we lost most of the songwriting process on this episode. But we did follow up with a, a little recap of what uh we discussed and what we wrote hey guys um as in true form when we have a song that is heartfelt and beautiful Mm -hmm. and comes to us very quickly the recording device never wants to record uh so we had double the issues with my uh, memory card being full for some reason even though i deleted stuff off of it whatever we'll do with it later so we're gonna do a quick one minute recap I wish that this could be longer. It's really going to be probably like three or five minutes. But, uh, so, where do we even begin? We started writing. We started, we went, we reviewed everything. We got apocalypse as our, like, word choice that we followed. <laughs> apocalypse led us to the specific kind of polka called a... Obetic. Obetic, which is a in three, and it's very kind of a waltzy feeling move. Um, feels very, reminds us a lot of up, um... And we just wanted to lean into that tender, sad, bitter, sweet, but mostly sad uh, <laughs> song. And uh, we came up with a bunch of beautiful words, a.k.a. Anna came up with a lot of words, and then Emily came up with a lot of words, and Nick came up with some beautiful chords. Um, and together we crafted this beautiful song that's real sad and is kind of uh, inspired by a lot of things. Uh, a lot of different things, but all in all it's about leaving and moving on and changes and stuff. Um, and I swear that we wrote it. <laughs> I'm sorry that there's no physical, uh, well, digital proof that we did. But we're, what we're going to do now is record it uh, so that we actually have it and we can share it with the world because uh, it's beautiful and special. And uh, yeah. So um, with that in mind. Here we go. Where's your verse? It's all done. We uh, and then we, you know, we wrote more verses. Emily wrote some beautiful poetic words. Anna wrote some beautiful poetic words. I wrote some okay, less poetic okay. words nice. that were yeah, ending the song. Where's on. your words? And uh, are your words? they are. There. Oh, okay, you're gonna need them. Um, <laughs> you yeah. right? You gonna need them? Uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, we'll record. Now, normally. I would probably have been much more stressed out uh, and probably would have freaked out more and tried to recreate the magic in, in some capacity of, of the com- recreating the conversations. But um, one of the things that we talked about was the ephemeral nature of music and performance art and theater and all that. And, and really, there was a special moment here just being able to make music with my friends. And uh, I'm sorry that that was not captured to be shared, but at the same time, I think we created something beautiful, and I hope that you will be able to to 
hear the the magic that arose in that evening of of creativity amongst friends um and and really that's what i think the whole point and purpose of this podcast is is to show that not only is creativity something that we all are welcome to do and in fact encouraged to do but to share it with the people you care about and uh make something together and it doesn't have to be the best thing in the world it doesn't have to be the next top 40 song or whatever but that doesn't mean you shouldn't create it <laughs> um so with that we uh we recorded this very touching song and it's inspired by a lot of things um in particular my moving away from pittsburgh um, which just happened this past month um anna also moving into a new place um just various changes in life and and i i, I hope you will forgive the fact that this episode is came out a little bit late there were a lot of changes in may but um as the song says uh, well i won't spoil anything for you but changes uh don't necessarily mean that uh, the song can't go on so or something <laughs> anyways uh here's the song we ended up writing and i hope you enjoy it An era is ending, my goodbyes I'm sending It's not like a sudden thing All of the time spent in places that we went The feelings the memories bring I'm ripping the band-aid, packing up all that I made And turning the key in the door the ghosts in the hallways, in both large and small ways, will sing of what was before. Will sing of what was before. They say it's the season, I've plenty of reasons, decisions all totally mine. Schedule engagements and make new arrangements At first glance it seems so sublime The old days are fading, the tears I'm evading The leaves are all piling high Familiar and well-worn, friendly yet forlorn The clock keeps on ticking by Clock keeps on ticking Mm-hmm. 
so there it was that was a song that we wrote um Thank you again to Emily and Nick Tberry for joining Anna and me on this episode of 50 Bad Songs Podcast. Um, as I mentioned, there have been a lot of changes. In particular, I moved. But uh, also, we, we're going to start... There are going to be some changes with 50 Bad Songs moving forward. Um, in particular, I'm trying to get a Patreon page set up so that uh, if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing, you can support us in some capacity. I'm also going to try and get these songs up on Bandcamp. Um... Our goal is to basically, we're going to release a, a digital album of the songs that we write. Um, but up front, I mean, I'm going to put the individual songs on there so you guys can keep listening to it. Um, listen to it in your cars, listen to it at work, share it with your friends, you know, the usual things if you like them. Um, they are, you know. So be on the lookout for our Bandcamp, which will probably be bandcamp.com slash. 50 bad songs we'll work out the details on that otherwise you know we've got some plans for the future of this podcast and hopefully you guys will uh, enjoy those things so if you do like what you're hearing please reach out to us send us a, a tweet or a comment on our photos on instagram or something um tell us what you think of the show what tell us what you think of the song that we wrote and uh let it i don't know just let us know if you if you want more if you want less uh don't say that if you want less uh let us but just yeah tweet at us our handle is uh at 50 bad songs and that is true for uh instagram as well and uh if you want to follow me i am at tim roscoe r-o-s-k-o uh on pretty much all the social media platforms and anna is at the c stands for that is the letter c stands for f-o-r well i almost spelled that wrong uh so yeah i hope you're enjoying yourself and thank you for listening to 50 bad songs we'll be back for more in june oh it's already june well that was meaningful when this episode was recorded in may um we're gonna be back on a regular schedule in june uh starting with this episode's release tonight uh thank you for listening bye